0: This is Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling talk by pro
1: wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Marking Out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all. Credit like this. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. We marking out y'all.
0: you marking out. Pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans.
2: Welcome to Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 603. Make sure that you listen to all of the past episodes and subscribe so you can listen to all the new over at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, MarkingOut.com, and wherever else you may be listening to those good old podcasts. Also go buy a t-shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees, go give us a like on Facebook, go give us a follow over on Instagram, over on Twitter, over on Twitch, and over down yonder, go subscribe on YouTube. But, that being said, my name is Dave The Rave, and I am here with Brandon. Later on, we are going to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the one, and only Chris But for now, I am here with Brandon. Brandon, Brandon. The famous Brandon. The Brandon, according to Mick Foley. (laughs) Brandon, how are you today?
0: I'm doing awesome as always. I believe you might have missed out on the TikTok.
2: Oh, how could I miss out on the tick of the talk? Beautiful video. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. (laughs) Gold, Jerry. Gold. So, yeah, no, definitely go check us out on TikTok as well because we are trendy, aka Brandon is very trendy. Yeah, so trendy. He, he is like uh, going viral. <laughs>
0: yeah, so viral.
2: He's going viral, you know. We are getting those views in there. So, if you want to be a viewer, make sure that you check us out on TikTok.
0: But Brandon, we need followers it? on TikTok. You guys can follow us, please. Yeah,
2: yeah. Give us a follow. Don't just watch the stuff and like over and over watch it because the views are cool, but we need the follow. So give us a follow. We know that you're there. You got a TikTok. Show us you care. So that's kind of what you should be doing. What is but that Brandon, from? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Pretty good yeah. on the on the spot. Thanks. Thanks. But <laughs> what's up? Not much.
0: Yeah. What? How do you? How was your week? It was good. Uh, before my sister in law left, I made sure that she made me <laughs> plain rice because it Why? just doesn't come out how
2: it does when I make it. Why didn't you just have her sit down and show you how to do
0: it? I, I watched. Okay. I'm not gonna be able to do that. She doesn't measure.
2: Oh. She's There's the expert.
0: directions, the instructions on the the rice that. She doesn't follow because it's not correct, according to her. And Hmm. when I make the rice, it doesn't come out. So the instructions, I don't think, are correct. So I had her Hmm. make it, though, and I used some of it to make fried rice, which turned out delicious. I put in some eggs. I put in carrots, onions, peas, and uh, baby corn. I'm a big fan of baby corn. I don't know how you feel about that.
2: I love... uh baby of corn
0: i i put in chinese five spice maybe next time i wouldn't put in so much but it's still really good it just gives that like the the cinnamon-esque flavor okay and then i made an asian style inspired steak-esque sort of gimmick to go with it and i feel like my critique of it is that i should have Put some sort of sugar in the marinade, like honey or sugar itself, brown sugar even. It wasn't bad. (laughs) I just think it needed some sort of sugar component, some sort of maybe like, I don't know, like an Asian uh, barbecue sauce or something. But next time, maybe.
2: There's always next time. Always next time. Yeah. And then
0: a midweek event. Basically, my friend wanted to do something for his birthday, Mm -hmm. so me, him, and his brother, and uh, his nephew ended up going to Sagamore Hill in Oyster Bay, Teddy Roosevelt's house, Mm -hmm. and uh, we went to to hike, (sighs) (laughs) which uh, definitely, I think, might have been a mistake.
2: Yeah, I saw our uh, TikTok, which if anybody listening followed us on TikTok, then they would obviously know that.
0: You went there. Yeah. But I was dead from doing that. And there's like once you get past when you when you go onto the trail, there's like a fork. And it's like, this way's longer, but this way is is shorter but steeper. And we took the shorter but steep steeper route. You're going downhill, okay. so it's like I don't think that like is that bad. Uh-huh. It wasn't great, but we're going downhill, whatever, taking, I don't know if I took stops on the way there, but on the way back, man, I was dead. Oh, I'm sure. That's a, you
2: know, anytime you go for a hike like that, it's going to take a little bit of wear and tear on you.
0: Because we go down on that hike, you're you're on, you go to the beach, you're, you're, you're you have access to a beach down there, mm-hmm. not a public beach that people are allowed to use. Although I saw somebody kayaking over there, so I don't necessarily know how they maybe they didn't know that they weren't allowed to be like docked over there or something
2: mm-hmm.
0: but you're in cold spring harbor pretty much
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's uh, cold so you're, you're walking on the sand and it's like god this sucks even more <laughs> but then you turn around you're on that whatever many mile walk back to the to the the compound or whatever mm-hmm I was dead. I was telling them, I was like, just leave me here. I'll, (laughs) I'll, if I make it, I make it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There were like long legged spiders crawling right next to me. I was accepting that they were going to crawl on me. Yeah. No, at that rate,
2: just go on Instagram live and just put out an SOS. Be like, somebody, if you can hear me, come find me.
0: Yeah. I was so dead. It must have taken me like 40 minutes or something to get to the back to the car. Mm hmm. But uh, that's, I mean, everybody else seemed to be completely fine. <laughs> but they don't have arthritis. And I'm i am obviously the heaviest one, too, so. That's because you have a big heart. Yeah. But then we went to a place <laughs> in Levittown that has WrestleFest, so they—they, they, him and his brother played it mm-hmm. and also Did... made it into a TikTok. Yeah, that, too. How much was the gameplay? Uh, it was a dollar a turn, which is, like, Oy. oof. Yeah, Oof is right. But, like, he's wanted to play WrestleFest for years, and they had it uh, in uh, Levittown. I think it's uh, Retro Eats or something. That's that's so annoying, though, that
2: that's so expensive. Yeah. Like, it should, it, I feel like it should be
0: 25 cents. But it's not like, I didn't care, because I wasn't going there to play WrestleFest. So I have no emotional attachment to it. <laughs> I played it mm-hmm. when I was a kid, yeah, but I'd have no absolutely no emotional attachment to it.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I don't have a big attachment to it. I mean, every time I played it, I mean, I played it a lot, but every time I played it, I I I was awful. I mean, <laughs> I just couldn't figure out the controls. Yeah,
0: I don't know if I remember like winning at that game. Like I was no. I remember as far as wrestling arcade cabinets go, Royal Rumble was like my favorite arcade uh, wrestling game I guess because like oh. it would just be that WrestleFest and I think there was another one that I can't think of I mean I,
2: I think that it's just one of those things where I don't know I just couldn't ever figure it out I could never figure out that game I was just butting, mashing and hoping I could do something I had no clue how to hit a finisher I was probably um, the
0: same exact way and if I was at an arcade that had WrestleFest I was probably more likely there to just play laser tag I was more likely going to be
2: playing uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or X Men or Fantastic Arcade games, yeah. Yeah. Or Simpsons.
0: Yeah, that one uh I remember at uh Woodlock Pines they had the sit down version.
2: Oh wow. The well, that's table cool. version. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Another game that I really liked was uh was let's see, Ghostbusters. I don't remember that. I don't think I've ever played that. Ghostbusters was like the old like the old school one, you know? Um, well, I guess all of these are old school. Yeah. But,
0: <laughs> but after but, that, yeah. after they played WrestleFest, we went to the Wrestling Universe in Comac for the first time I've ever been there. Now how was that? It was pretty cool. Did they have a lot of good things? Yeah. They ended up, uh, purchasing two bone-crunching action figures. Oh, dude, you should have told me. I would have bought, given you
2: money to buy something.
0: What were you gonna buy? I don't know. Autograph. I... See, I was looking... First of all, I thought for sure they were going to have uh, relic cards. Uh-huh. They didn't. That surprised me. And then I was looking through their autographs, and I was like, if there was a meaningful one there to me, I could, I would have gotten it, but I, mm-hmm. I wasn't interested in them. But Why it was a, a nice place. They had a uh, SummerSlam 2002 chair.
2: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, it was labeled 2007... <laughs> And I was like and, I, and my friend pointed it out. I was like, "No, it's definitely 2002." And then the guy that was working there goes, "Yeah, my boss is an idiot." <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's
0: pretty funny. And then we went to a, another toy place. Uh I forget what it was called. I think it was out in Lake Grove.
2: I think I don't know. I don't know what if I if I bought an autograph, it would be of somebody that's like a old school kind of a person like Bobby the Brain Heenan. Right. Or I don't know. Typically, when it. I
0: when I go to get an autograph or something, I want to meet the actual person. Mm-hmm. So usually, I'm the same way with meeting them. But I mean, there comes to I mean, these
2: wrestlers that I want to meet, they've all passed away, unfortunately, right? Or they don't even come around for signings anymore,
0: right? And so, what I'm saying, like if there's like a meaningful one, like if I was going through the bin or whatever and I saw something like Gangrel or something, mm-hmm. I would have I would have picked it up. What were some of the names that stood out to you? Uh, there was just, I mean, because they go there so often, there's a lot of Hornswoggle. Mm-hmm. There's, well, not that Hornswoggle's not meaningful to me, but. Of course. Uh, I mean, uh, they had a bunch of major autographs. Mm-hmm. Matt and Brian. Yeah. And again, any like, like, I have. Any, like, old school people? Yeah, I mean, uh, they had like, plaques and stuff and, and bigger things, like Bruno San Martino, Billy Graham, Iron Sheik. Mhm. But really like
2: so like really the people that always come around Four Horsemen?
0: Yeah, I mean but mm-hmm. I I don't know. It was a cool place. Nah, uh, that's cool. I would uh I would check it out again.
2: Mhm. I feel cool like I'm going to get all the figures. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to start collecting uh autograph uh trading cards. You feel like you're going to? Yeah, I feel like trading cards are best to collect autograph wise. Uh like Wrestling? Maybe all? Why? I mean, even baseball-wise. I mean, autographed baseballs are great, but I'm um, realizing like, they take up space and then storage uh, for them and stuff like
0: that. You're best off just having an autographed trading card. Autographed baseballs annoy me because the ink that's used like fades over time.
2: Yeah, that too. No matter I mean, what. Yeah, at least when it's on a trading card, it usually is fairly in great condition still
0: for the most part i know there's different uh, material trading cards these days mm-hmm. where like some where like a sharpie would work on one card a sharpie won't work on another card so you got to make sure that when you have a trading card to get signed you have the right paint paint pen or marker or, or whatever no oh, yeah that that definitely matters a lot but uh, i would i would, at this point a wrestling figure is fine for me an 8x10 Mm-hmm. i'll take a trading card but they're so small that like i'd rather have like a bigger i'd probably get like a jake the snake roberts autograph they had jake roberts there
2: yeah i'd probably get like maybe a jake the snake yeah, next time you go there pick out a good jake what do you mean? For me. you're
0: closer next time you go there am i yeah what do you mean <laughs> take a drive
2: yeah take a drive
0: but uh then we went to cheesecake factory and got some happy hour but i was mm-hmm. just so dead my body is feeling it today for sure oh i'm sure
2: but, but, hey, it really, was good. That's mainly it was good. my
0: week. I got to be out in nature. I got to see Teddy Roosevelt's house again. I haven't been there since, I think, 2017.
2: Yeah, and that's great exercise for you.
0: Yeah, but uh, I don't uh, necessarily care about <laughs> exercise. I know, but, you,
2: I mean, everybody can always benefit from exercise. The body can always use exercise. Sure. You know? How was week? I, not exercising, that's for sure. <laughs> that I definitely need to do. But my week was awesome. It was good. It was great. Very uh, very eventful. But yeah, enough about the week. Wow. Let's talk about some pro wrestling. Let's talk about some Monday Night Raw.
0: Monday Night Nitro.
2: Yeah. Kicking off with a huge, huge Pier 6 brawl between Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle. Uh, they started backstage. Went all over the place.
0: Yeah, it spilled um, into the arena.
2: Yeah. Yeah, spilled right into the arena, through the crowd, in the ring, on the outside, all over the place. Um, I, I'm really excited for their match, even though I still don't understand why they had to postpone the match, you know? Right. That still doesn't make sense.
0: But yeah, that gets separated. And uh, next segment, we see Trish Stratus make her way out. And then Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky interrupted this. And Bailey's questioning why Trish Stratus is there. And Trish is like, oh, you know, Edge is wrestling tonight. So I'm, of course, here to see that. And then Bianca Belair showed up to back up Trish Stratus. And Trish was like, you know, I could go real quickly from I'm retired to I was retired. So I'm wondering maybe in the future we could possibly see Trish Stratus wrestle again. We may. I mean, that got a huge pop too. Yeah, and then Alexa Bliss and Oscar came out to make it 4 on 3 and we go into the 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 tournament match where Dakota Kai and IO Sky pick up the victory over Alexa Bliss and Oscar to advance in the tournament um which I feel like everybody should have seen that coming.
2: Um yeah, I, I
0: I think so too. Some good moments in this match. That that uh the cells from Dakota Kai and and Eo on Alexa Bliss's DDT. I thought that was amazing.
2: I agree with you. I I think that it was really eventful, and I'm really excited to see what's going to happen with Trish Stratus. I mean, can
0: we see Bailey versus Trish? I don't know about that. I mean, but it's funny because like in this match. Like I I went into this match thinking like Dakota Kai and EO Sky are going to advance. hmm There's one point where Asuka had Dakota Kai in a submission move and I was like, hmm Maybe I'm completely wrong about this tournament. <laughs> and then EO Sky broke it up and the match went on and then EO tagged herself in and locked uh and uh, Dakota Kai got locked in the Asuka lock and she didn't realize that she wasn't Legal. Mm-hmm. Dakota Kai tapped out. Asuka thought she won, and Io got in there, rolled her up, picked up that victory.
2: Yeah. Um, I, re- I love how this match started off, but I really want Io versus Asuka WrestleMania. At least 15 minutes.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I would love that. At least 15 minutes. don't necessarily minutes that. see that happening, but... I I mean you never know. I would like to see a tag team match close mania. Hmm. Has there ever
2: there must have been. Don't think so. A tag oh, team well, match
0: WrestleMania one. <laughs> I know that okay. for sure. That was a tag match. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But uh, after that we saw Dolph Ziggler being interviewed and he was just saying that he wants to help Austin Theory and Finn Bálor Interrupted that, and he's like, "You're just like Edge. You're just like Rey Mysterio. You attach yourself to younger talent to try to make themselves relevant." And then Ziggler ends up slapping Balor, and then they go out there for their match. Balor picks up the victory over Dolph Ziggler, which I was actually surprised that Dolph Ziggler kicked out of that uh or moved out of the way of the coup de gras.
2: Yeah, I was not expecting him to move out of the way, especially after that. And
0: he hit the zigzag.
2: He did hit the zigzag.
0: But Rhea Ripley clocks Dolph Ziggler. Finn Balor hits the coup de grace. And uh, I think a pretty notable thing from this uh, segment, the Judgment Day have a new theme song. That sounds like a generic remix of Finn Balor's theme song with Alexa Bliss, Samoa Joe... And the Street Profits, if you slowed their theme song down. Okay, I could see that. Not uh, not a fan at first listen. Gro on you? I don't know. It's like really kind of generic-esque.
2: Okay, all right.
0: After that, we had an Alpha Academy open challenge where they're accepting new students. And there's no talent in Toronto, as per Chad Gable. And he made fun of them and then... I think it could have been assumed Kevin Owens came out to accept the challenge and then picked up the victory over Chad Gable. It wasn't a quick squash match. I'm glad about that.
2: I am very happy about that too. I think that, I think that this match worked really well. And especially with the alpha Academy.
0: Yeah. Gable reversed that, uh, that power bomb on the apron and hit Kevin Owens with a German suplex on the apron. And good old KO is, uh, Back
2: to his tape t-shirt.
0: Yeah, and I I don't know if it's... I think it might be a new design. I'm not 100% sure. Oh, But Gable reversed a lot of classic Kevin Owens moves here, but eventually lost to a pop-up powerbomb. Otis attacked Kevin Owens, and Kevin Owens ends up escaping. And he went to powerbomb Chad Gable on the apron, but Otis takes him out.
2: Yeah, and OG. then he gets
0: it with a stunner,
2: uh-huh. power-bombed, uh huh,
0: and power bombed Chad Gable onto Otis.
2: Yeah, and I, I've been loving how um, Kevin Owens has been owning pretty much every single mark on Twitter that comes at him. You um, know, especially like how he's his name to two yeah. two ends. Yeah, changing his name and everything. I'm um, like, there was one person that tweeted to him saying, like, our truth blocked him. Can you ask him why to? Uh, why he did it or to unblock him. And Kevin Owens is just like, he probably had a good reason. I'm on, un- I'm blocking you too. <laughs> <laughs> like something like that. But yeah, he's for... one of the
0: nicest people I've ever met.
2: Oh I'm yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Owens, I
0: think is, I love this right now. What's happening with him. And it's but... funny. Cause I was like so nervous to approach him even to ask for that bumper mm-hmm. because it was Kevin Steen. Like, Kevin Steen was pretty to me, like in the wrestling industry at that time, independent wise, was pretty like he was on top in my opinion. So like I was I was nervous to go over there, and he couldn't have been nicer. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool. But earlier on the in in the episode, Aaliyah was interviewed. And she was interrupted by Bailey, EO, Sky, and Dakota Kai. I wish they would have a, a group name, so I don't have to keep saying everybody's name. How about just Kai and Sky? Yeah, but Bailey, Kai, and Sky? Like, that's still, like... Kai and Sky? No. I want, like, a, a solid name for all three of them. But they interrupted. Raquel Kai. Rodriguez wasn't there. Um, and then Trish Stratus ends up over there in the segment to back up Aaliyah. And Aaliyah challenges Bailey. Go to the match, fast forward, Bailey picks up the victory over Aaliyah. But I thought it was really cool because, like, it was Aaliyah's hometown. Even before the match, she's like wiping away tears. And she's <laughs> been in WWE for so long, I'm not even sure if she's ever wrestled in her hometown. Um, I'm going to say probably not.
2: Yeah. So. I mean, I mean, it. She, yeah, because she kind of, like, started making her name out there a little bit more during the entire COVID stuff, right? Pretty much during that. So I can't really see that she may has too much
0: traveling under her. I mean, I don't know about that. I don't know. But uh, the – like, I went into this. Obviously, she's not winning. There's no way. Yeah. But it was an okay match. I liked the monkey flip that Bailey gave to her. It was like some sort of like a modified version of it. Yeah, so I thought, I, that, I was thought cool. that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, that's that's all really I, <laughs> I have to say about that match. <laughs> that's all I got to say. She oh, yeah, has that. wrestled, by the way, in Toronto, in her hometown. She wrestled NXT Takeover Toronto 2016 in a uh, kickoff show match.
2: Ah, oh, well, Teaming there you go.
0: it. Moon and Liv Morgan, took on Sonya Deville, Billy Kane, Peyton Royce.
2: Amber Moon. That
0: was a quick match.
2: Yeah, kind of like her uh, appearances on AEW right now.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, after that, we saw Miz and Champa pick up the victory over Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles via disqualification. Throughout the night, we saw Adam Pearce looking for Dexter Loomis, and there was a fire that was put out at one point, and a guard was standing next to him in the riot gear helmet a random fan ends up attacking AJ Styles during this match. You would think maybe that's the DQ. Not not the case. <laughs> so well, they try to play it up like it's the actual fan, so that's that's good. Yeah. And then it pans over and the helmet guy is standing there.
2: I uh, there's just I thought that that was great though how they really played it off like this other person that went to go after AJ Styles is your focus. So of course everybody is right now I'm sure everybody in the live audience is watching AJ Styles, you know, because of that fan. When it's kind of like that sleight of hand, you know, you're not watching what's happening with the miz until Dexter Loom stands up.
0: Yeah. And um I guess in in tribute to Edge, in tribute to Brian Myers. <laughs> Uh, it was showed up in the ride gear and there was him with under the helmet, standing right next to Adam Pierce while he was looking for Dexter Lumis the whole night. Love it. And he chokes Absolutely Miz over the it. barricade, abducts him. We don't know where Miz is.
2: No, no, no. Lashley we... and
0: Styles continued to beat down Champa afterwards. Yeah. And then we go to commercial break and we come back. I'm in the kitchen. Um...
2: But I'm just going to say that with this entire Dexter Loomis-Miz, like you said, we have no clue where he is right now, but Loomis is showing up in NXT. We'll get to it later on, but that continue Like, I love how everything continued with straight through to NXT with right. what took place. But, I mean, right now, we still don't know what's up with The Miz. Even on NXT, we didn't really find out. We didn't find out. But I really hope that this continues to play out with Loomis and The Miz um but yeah
0: yeah so we come back from commercial break I'm like during this commercial break I I go to the kitchen I I very rarely drink chocolate milk I'm uh, embarrassed to say that I was making chocolate milk because I think it's embarrassing to drink chocolate milk (laughs) why I just feel like it's embarrassing I feel like it's like a little kid thing to do
2: what's more embarrassing having chocolate milk or
0: going to a diner to have an omelette that it pisses me off that you <laughs> would go to a diner to order eggs because eggs are literally something you can make yourself at your house.
2: Well, I didn't order eggs. I got an omelette no. with cheese and
0: mushrooms. Literally something you 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 crack egg, you mix it up, you put mushrooms in, you put cheese in boom, you have what you what you ate. And toast that you could literally make all of that at your house. And coffee all of that at your house. Pancakes are are the acceptable option a sandwich acceptable option like a burger a philly cheesesteak although most diners philly cheesesteaks are god-awful
2: mm-hmm. but no i i'm a big fan of uh omelets especially I like
0: omelets too but i can make it i can make it myself I, I and i do make it myself
2: what else are you gonna get in a diner what is your Are you kidding me i would go
0: there food. first of all and order a philly cheesesteak wrap if they're good a okay. burger? Chicken tenders? That's a that's a thumbs up from me. Chicken tenders. Yeah. I'm not embarrassed to say that. <laughs> I don't know.
2: I'm not getting chicken tenders from a diner. Yeah, but anything else other than eggs. I don't know. I would still go with an omelet from a diner. You can't go wrong. You can't I mean, not- you can't
0: go wrong, but you can make it yourself. You're just wasting you're wasting You can make a burger yourself? Nah, it's not the same. It's not the same when you're when you're having an omelet. Yes it is, a hundred percent.
2: You're not getting to the same quantity that they provide. What are you kidding me? You make more.
0: Yeah, but then that's pretty much half a carton of eggs. No, it's not. You're not. What are you talking about? The omelet picture you showed me was definitely like two eggs. Okay, and maybe a little bit of powdered. Probably. But... (laughs) But yeah, I'm in the kitchen making chocolate milk, trying to like... Mix it really, really hard and and whatever. It's not mixing in. So I'm like, sit, sitting there, standing there, I should say, going faster, faster, finally starts mixing in. And through my ear, wrestling comes back on Monday Night Raw flagship show comes back on. And what do I hear? I hear Rebel Heart start playing (laughs) (laughs) and I go running into the room yelling, holy expletive over and over again. Not even embarrassed about that part. Because I was, like, in disbelief that I was hearing Rebel Heart. And who is it? Who, who it is? Obviously, who is it? Johnny Gargano. He has history in, in Toronto. Him and, and Tommaso Ciampa won the NXT Tag Team Championships there against Revival. He won... Um, I was I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> but, yeah. He, I was,
2: he, won, he won a match there.
0: Yeah, well, at that takeover <laughs> show. But, um, yeah, so that was awesome.
2: Yeah, no, that was a huge surprise. Um, it was weird because the crowd didn't really react to the theme song at first. Like, I feel like it was one of those moments where they had to, like, realize who it was.
0: Yeah, they were shocked. Yeah. Um, Gargano's like, I wanted to be Intercontinental Champion. I want to be United States Champion. I wanted to be the WWE Champion. And I'm here to bet on myself, which is something he said... When he was leaving NXT. And then Austin Theory came out. And said it's almost as if he's already accomplished all of Johnny Gargano's dreams. And almost like he's the veteran and Johnny's the rookie. And then Theory's like for old time's sake let's uh, let's do the high five. So he sets up for it. And uh, Gargano smacks him with a super kick instead. I thought it was a fantastic segment.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with you. I'm a huge fan of all of this. I think that it's going to be so much fun with him back. And honestly, I feel like there's so many wrestlers that um, fit with that WWE caliber. And Johnny Gargano is one of them. And especially considering how much of a fan base, I mean, fanboy he is of the product of WWE, you know, and Shawn Michaels. I feel like it's only fitting
0: that he... Yeah, now there. now the AEW rumors could finally like stop. Yeah, he's trending exactly. like every week because of it. Uh yeah. Main not question anymore. here though, come uh, Clash of the Castle, do we see maybe a match get set up where it's Gargano versus Theory for the Money in the Bank briefcase? Gargano, and Gargano versus... wins and he becomes the WWE champion or something like that.
2: Um, now that would be interesting if he won the championship. Does I mean, he, uh, he, I don't have,
0: I don't even know. Like, once you win the briefcase, do you have a year from that date, or do you have a year? Like, do you have the re- the remaining months? I would say, prob I don't. Probably, I don't know. I'm not too sure. Or do we see I, Austin Theory become the youngest WWE champion?
2: I think that we're more likely to see Austin Theory become the youngest WWE champion than Johnny Gargano. And then Johnny Gargano beats him, and then that DIY
0: rules WWE somehow.
2: That I could see. Well then Champa challenges Gargano. I don't know about that. That's like
0: uh, I don't know. I mean they have
2: they they do have one of the best they have like a lot of
0: history, yeah.
2: Yeah, they have one of the best feuds of NXT history. It'd be like saying and then Adam Cole comes back
0: to WWE and challenges Johnny Gargano.
2: Well, I mean twenty twenty four?
0: Twenty twenty three. (laughs) Twenty twenty five Right. What's what's the time frame for them? I think it's twenty twenty three. No, I don't know. 20... I forget what Tony Khan yelled. I
2: think it's it was five years contract, right? I don't know. So if anything, I, I... think
0: he said they were tied up until 2023.
2: I mean, hey, I, I'm get, I'm waiting for Candice and uh, Gargano versus Burt Baker and Adam Cole on WrestleMania. It's 2024, I guess. 2024. Mm-hmm. I hate to say it, but I could definitely see a lot oh, wait, of wrestlers. This says he's
0: under WWE contract until 2024. <laughs> Well, that's not accurate. I think it's... Well, that was an old article.
2: Yeah. Uh, I guess that one was pretty wrong. No, well, he was released. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that we're going to see a lot more wrestlers jump ship after their contracts expire.
0: I really think Tony Khan said it was 2023. But whatever. Whatever. I really made events out of his head, Toronto edge, uh, Toronto (laughs) edge to Toronto, (laughs) Canada. We saw edge pick up the victory over Damian priest. Awesome match. The last time edge wrestled on Monday night, Raw in Toronto, he picked up the victory over Christian, which is what WWE touted, but they didn't, they, they left out the part that he then lost to undertaker. It was like, it was Randy Orton had picked out an opponent for edge or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Christian just like came out and accepted a challenge. And Randy Orton's like, well, that's fine and all, but that's not the opponent I picked. <laughs> and then Undertaker came out and Taker beat him. Same night, by the way, that as, as uh, Bret Hart winning the U.S. championship from The Miz back in 2010. But I don't remember that. Yeah, he won the, the championship and then vacated it because he was the guest general manager a few weeks later.
2: I don't remember any of that.
0: Yeah. But uh, they they were hyping this match up throughout the whole night, which rightfully so. And, and like you said, this was a great match.
2: Yeah, I thought that this was a great match. I mean, I'm going to cut to the chase. Canadian Destroyer.
0: <laughs> Edge hit a Canadian Destroyer on Damian Priest. Yeah, before all that, even though like, uh, the powerbomb from Edge onto the barricade I thought looked rough. Yeah, and then yeah. Priest later on hits the Razor's Edge on Edge through the commentary table. Yep. Charles Robinson gets knocked out at one point. Looked rare. Like that looked like a, a rough getting knocked out spot. Mm. And then Priest goes to hit Edge with the concerto, but Edge escapes that. He uses the chairpiece for the Glasgow grin. And then Damien Priest ends up with the bar. Hits him with it. And then, like you said, Edge hits that destroyer. Edge hits a spear. Picks up the victory. And after the match, he goes for another uh, concerto attempt. Rhea Ripley low blows him. And Finn Balor hits him with a coup de grace. And then Beth Phoenix showed up. Grabbed the chair to go uh, assist against the Judgment Day. And they held Rhea Ripley back. So...
2: I mean it only makes sense that we're about to, to see
0: some sort of match between Judgment Day, Edge, probably the Mysterios involved. Like yeah. maybe maybe like Beth Phoenix, Edge, Rey Mysterio versus Rhea Ripley, Vin Balor, Damien Priest.
2: And then Dominic comes in no. and costs no. Rey Mysterio the matchup, aligning Dominic with Judgment Day.
0: I'm going to say no. That's what's going to happen. Also, uh, I think with the exceptions of uh, Trish Stratus and Bobby Lashley, I believe everybody featured on this episode has appeared on NXT. Really? Yeah. I'm not sure if Trish ever like appeared in the crowd or whatever, which in, in my mind I would count if she was, but I don't remember <laughs> uh-huh. if she ever did that. But literally everyone else was from NXT. Hmm. Or not from appeared like Dolph Ziggler appeared. Miz was on the original season. So, really, but yeah, that uh, that's Monday Night Raw moving over to NXT, which opens up with Braun Breaker calling Ty Tyler Bate. I almost said Ty Dillinger
2: for some reason when you said that. I started to think Ty Dillinger too.
0: Yeah, I I have no idea where he's been by the way on AEW.
2: Uh. We don't know where most wrestlers have been on AEW. I just know he's going to be a father. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, but Tyler Bate, he called him out. Bate comes out and spoke about being the first NXT UK champion. And with NXT Europe just around the corner, he wants to unify the championships. And then Brown Breaker accepted that match for Worlds Collide.
2: Later on. Should be nice.
0: What? Should be good. Yeah, later on, J.D. McDonough cut a promo on Brown Breaker saying that he'll see him after Worlds Collide. The whole promo, we don't even know it until afterwards. He's hanging upside down for it. And I thought that was a really cool, like, reveal. Yeah, no,
2: I totally agree. That was really a nice reveal, especially when you found out that he was hanging upside down. But I don't know why the McDonough part. I mean, we just had... Yeah, I
0: don't know why we would see JD McDonough versus Breaker again. Yeah, we, like, just had it. For me, I I hope Tyler Bate wins. I agree
2: with you. I think that it's okay to have Tyler Bate win this one. I mean, it gives some uh, justification, I guess. I don't know. That's not the term. But to the UK brand, because, I mean, they need to win these unification matches I feel
0: and it's so weird like watching NXT UK I could just put it in now Trent Seven picks up a victory over Oliver Carter and advances in the tournament which is a good match Trent makes Oliver Carter tap out to make it to the finals next match we see Tyler Bay picks up the victory over Joe Coffey from Gallus to advance in that tournament so he makes it to the finals another good match but for me it's just hard to like fully get invested in that when we know the whole outcome
2: that only shows you how much they don't care about that, though. I
0: don't know if it's don't care or they just needed to build up to Worlds Collide, and maybe they weren't 100% sure or something. I have no idea.
2: It, it was not planned well.
0: I just wish that they had released like the final episodes of NXT UK as a whole instead of doing it week by week, Yeah, especially really, since it's on TV. like We know everything.
2: Yeah, really poor booking.
0: But Tyler Bate won that match with a backslide out of nowhere. Which was a really nice closing sequence of reversals between the two of them. And then Trent Seven came out and stared stared uh, Tyler Bate down. And they also, by the way, aired a commercial or, or video package, I guess, about NXT Europe. And included talent that was released in that video package. So it almost makes it seem like they weren't released, which I thought was weird. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. Main event of NXT UK, I'll say that now, Noam Dar picked up the victory over Mark Coffey to win the NXT UK Heritage Cup, which uh, they went two rounds without a pinfall, uh, Mark Coffey reversed a, a move from Noam Dar, and, and, um, and then in round three he hit the, the crown and glory to get the first fall. Round four, Noam Dar faked an injury, went for a quick pin on Coffee, who kicked out, immediately locks in a knee bar, makes him tap out. And then Noam Dar tried to make him tap out again in round five, but the the, the time ran out. Shah Samuels gets involved, who was released. He gets involved in round six behind the referee's back, and Noam Dar ends the match, and he becomes the the first and maybe last ever two-time Heritage Cup champion. With this whole Worlds Collide thing coming up, we don't know if Noam Dar is going to show up, if he's going to have a match there. So, I don't, I don't know what's going to come of that. But we know Gallus is involved in Worlds Collide, and they were involved on NXT TV. Mm-hmm. Gallus had a match on NXT. And picked yeah. up the victory over Briggs and Jensen via countout. Backstage prior to the match, Fallon Henley and Lash Legend were kinda arguing. It was pulled apart. Lash attacks Fallon Henley during this match. That was just
2: weird though, because like how she just jumped into the arms of Lash Legend. Well that that was weird to me. She and then Pretty Deadly
0: that. Pretty Deadly jumped in. I, I'm not quite sure how it wasn't a disqualification there.
2: It probably most likely should have been a disqualification because it was physical activity
0: that took place. But then Diamond Mine jumped Gallus after the match. Yeah. And Diamond Mine, they have a match against Gallus next week. Briggs and Jensen, I guess it sets up Worlds Collide. They have a six-person tag next week with Pretty Deadly and Lash Legend. Roderick Strong was pissed off in the segment as usual. Mm -hmm. Uh, But overall, it's great to see Gallus.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm not too familiar with them. Um, But, hey, I'm always up for
0: new content, though. Also, Uh, uh, Gallus and Pretty Deadly, they argued backstage. It was Pretty Deadly who took the titles from Gallus in NXT UK. After that, we saw Chase U, where Andre Chase introduced Charlie Dempsey, who taught the class some moves, so it's good to see that he's still there. It's nice yeah. to have him on NXT TV. After that, we had the Grayson Waller effect, where people were chanting for Johnny Gargano, which I thought was funny, because that was his last program. But Apollo Crews was the guest here, and he asked why Apollo Crews is trying to steal from him. And he said that Cruz was, and um, Apollo Cruz said that he was born in NXT. And then Grayson Waller asked him about his accent and his native garb. And Cruz was like, I'm still a Nigerian warrior. And then he brought up the visions, which it's... we still don't really know about. But
2: Yeah, and this was definitely, I mean, when he was just like, uh, what about your accent and stuff? That was totally a Triple H stuff. But he
0: went into the accent, so. Yeah. But he said that Apollo Cruz knew Diamond Mine would get attacked by Gals and didn't warn them, and then Cruz was like, "It doesn't work like that. That's not how the visions work." Mm. And then Waller's like, "I'll run you out of NXT," and Cruz called him a low-budget Miz, and ends up punching Grayson Waller after he spoke about his kids. Kind of like, uh, kind of like the MJF comment it was a no-talent Miz or whatever that. Uh, CM Punk had called him, something mm-hmm. like
2: that. Yeah, something like that.
0: After but, that, we saw Cameron Grimes pick up the victory over Javier Javier Bart Burnell, Joe Gacy, and the dyad watched on. And yeah, Cameron it,
2: Grimes hitting that the cave uh, cave in while like eyes right on Joe Gacy too.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But Burnell's been on NXT Level Up as of late. And they kind of gave us some like character notes in this episode with the security guard and being rude to the woman. So we'll see more from that, I assume. Next up, you had Blair Davenport,
2: pick of the V three over Indy
0: Hartwell. Um, this match, it was a good match. I think this know. was her first match in the United States since uh, AEW in 2020. Wow. You know, And this was but, another match where I would have assumed that Davenport would win, which she did.
2: Yeah, but the end of the match is where the action was. You had Indy Hartwell sitting on the apron, having the mic, talking about how much well, she no, has not... Well, no, before
0: that, uh-huh. she attacked Indy Hartwell. And she then cuts a promo. Oh, yeah. And she's, she's like, I'm number one contender in NXT UK, so the Women's Championship should be just fine here. And Mandy Rose came out, told her to put some respect on her name. And then Mako Satamora showed up, just as I was tweeting, asking what the deal is with Mako Satamora. And she's like, I'm the most dominant champion, not Mandy. And then Mandy wants to beat her at Worlds Glide, and Davenport tried to shut it down because she claims to be number one contender. So Mako makes it a triple threat match. Kind of dumb. On NXT UK this week, Sid Scala, who's also released now, Announced a number one contender match. Elimination match between Blair Davenport, Isla Dawn, Amel, and Eliza Alexander. And here we already know the outcome. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. And it almost seems like Blair Davenport's going to walk out as champion. I don't want to see Mandy's title reign end, and I don't want to see Mako Satamora's title reign end.
2: No. Not at all. Uh, I hope Mako Satamora does come out as the winner of this though.
0: And then what do you do with Mandy?
2: Mandy. Um Damn.
0: Does she go back to Raw and SmackDown? No,
2: stop it. Mandy wins. Forget Mako. Who'd she ever beat? Mandy. All the way.
0: Who'd she can't, ever beat?
2: Yeah, you can't have the UK win everything. Well, I don't think Tyler Bate's going to win, but... No, no. I'm going Tyler Bate and I'm going Mandy because I don't want her to lose.
0: Well, like you were going to bring course, up... of Pretty,
2: course, Pretty Deadly's going to win anything that they're in because they have gorgeous hair, so well, they have
0: to. Well, right now, that's not even a match. It would be Diamond Mind and Briggs and Jensen. Mm-hmm. So, But, yeah, Indy Hartwell cut a promo about how like she's at her rock bottom. And how she's the problem and she hasn't improved in, in whatever many months. And then Dexter Loomis showed up and they reunited. Everybody cried and and marked out over that for sure. And he carries her to the door, the front of the performance center. Gives I mean, her, the crowd,
2: crowd popped huge for that too, that appearance from him.
0: Yeah, and he gives her a goodbye note saying goodbye for now or whatever. And then he got arrested. So too I'm bad sure. it wasn't in New York because he got released right away. I'm sure he'll... Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he'll somehow escape or something
2: i don't know oh yeah i'm sure that he's gonna get out of there i mean no
0: doubt about it also but... a backstage segment we saw katana chance and Kaden carter talking about how they'll accept any challengers and they put down the women's tag team title tournament which i thought was weird but i can't imagine like who would be accepting a challenge for those tag team titles for worlds collide tough call Like, there's no women's tag teams there. Hmm. There were, but you released them. (laughs) I guess you bring them back? I don't think so. I don't know what's going to happen. But Cora Jade also had a promo where she spoke about how she's better than Roxanne. Period. Roxanne! We saw the Dyad pick up the victory over Legado Del Fantasma. Prior to the match, Tony D'Angelo gave them a pep talk. But Cameron Grimes, much like the other, the other match, uh, with, uh, like his match, Joe Gacy watched along. And then Tony during the match yelled at Legato for doing suicide dives. He doesn't want any jumps, any Lucha moves, which they continued their Lucha style. Fans going nuts for Legato hitting this match. Tony didn't seem pleased. No. But we saw the end of the match. It was a nice blind tag. And uh, I think with the Dyad being the first NXT UK, UK tag team champions, they should certainly want to be tag team champions again. Mm-hmm. So maybe once they're unified, maybe we'll see them go after the titles. Maybe we'll finally get to see... Grizzled young veterans like have an actual run
2: I hope not because you I want hope grizzled, not? i don't I don't know I don't want the dyads I want grizzled young vets well you know there's no reason for them to even have a gimmick change
0: well but later on Santos Escobar rolls up and uh rolls up on legato and asks if he if they thought that he was leaving without them and then told them to get in, they all got in and they drove off. So Legato, I guess, goes to the main roster together even though he lost that stipulation. Yeah, he was like, get
2: in, losers.
0: And then we saw Tyler Bay pick up the victory over Von Wagner, which, uh, again, there's no way Bate was losing this. But I think no. it was still a, a good opportunity to help build him up to a U.S. audience who maybe haven't seen... Tyler Bate it's been a long time since he's been here Mm -hmm. and especially for a U.S. audience against Braun Breaker who's a bigger a bigger opponent
2: I agree with you I think that it would be perfect
0: main event was a bit hard to see yeah I didn't like that Wendy Chu picked up the victory over Tiffany Stratton in a a lights out match like an actual lights out match I didn't know that that they were gonna be like actually off But from what I saw, I thought they did quite well. The fans were going nuts the whole time during this match. They, like, even Twitter praised it. Like, that's, I think, a big deal. Because for a majority of Twitter, they're not a majority, but for some small sections of of Twitter, they're like, Tiffany Stratton sucks, Mm -hmm. which I don't get. But a lot of people, I saw a lot of praise coming from this match. I mean, I was
2: surprised that they didn't get all over them for the uh for the lights
0: yeah i i didn't like that part though i really didn't like it i didn't understand it i liked the use of the the hairspray by tiffany stratton though to get out of the Glasgow kiss mm-hmm. of sorts whatever she had locked on yeah i liked that wendy chu had her body pillow filled with lego yeah that was and cool. then stratton ended up body slamming wendy chu onto them we saw wendy chu use some makeup powder on tiffany stratton and then slam her through a bed which is a a pretty unique weapon i guess yeah, we haven't seen that used before but I, I enjoyed from what I was able to actually see in this match I enjoyed it Yeah, I think it would I have been better had the lights been on
2: I agree with that as well And I then, don't see the point the reason for that
0: and then the show closed with uh, Blair Davenport, Mandy Rose and Mako Satomura signing their contracts and then Tyler Bate and Braun Baker signing the contracts for Worlds Collide which I thought was really random and short. And I mm-hmm. kind of wish there was like an authoritative figure to oversee it. But the authoritative figures in AEW right now.
2: <laughs> All right. I could I understand your uh, your take on that. I gotcha. I got
0: gotcha you what you're throwing out there. Yeah. But, but that's NXT. I already spoke about NXT UK for this week. So I'm going to move over to SmackDown. Which opened up with Ricochet picking up the victory over Happy Corbin. I thought it was a good match. I liked when Ricochet ran at Corbin on the outside. And Corbin launched him up onto the turnbuckle. And Ricochet flipped off. I thought that was cool. Also, Corbin used like a, a really uh, a cool like backdrop drop thing in this. I don't know how to even describe it. Pat McAfee didn't know how to describe it either. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I thought it was about to be like a new finisher, but I, I hope he continues to use that because um, it's kind of like the old move that Chuck Palumbo used to do, but like reverse and not a Dominator. But we saw Carrying uh, Cross and Scarlet Cross spoke about Drew McIntyre's video package that they that they played, uh, which is a good video package. They aired one later on as well. Carrying Cross basically just told him to savor it because he's going to take him out and he can take him out at any moment. Sonia Deville and Natalia picked up the victory over Shotzi Blackheart and Zia Lee. Uh, Dana Brooke and Tamina and then Nikki ASH and Dewdrop to advance in the women's tag team tournament. The match, it was kind of goofy, I guess. It was. The, the goofy, like, out-of-control stuff that I hate, where, like, the ref has no control. I did like that superplex that Dana Brooke hit to the outside on Nikki A.S.H., onto everybody. But Sonya Deville ends up rolling her up in the ring, Nikki A.S.H., to get that victory. Very quick match. Later on, we saw Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah pick up the victory over Natalia and Sonya Deville to advance to the finals. Bailey was on commentary, EO and Dakota were were ringside also. Aliyah at one point gets taken out ringside by the Michinoku driver by Natalia and she was she was out for the match. So it allowed Raquel to showcase her strength in this. Crazy bump for Natalia when she went to lock in a sharpshooter on Raquel and Raquel like pushes her out of the ring with her legs and Nadi goes flying out. I thought that was insane. But Raquel eventually gets the win and then Aaliyah shows back up and Bailey's like, oh, there she is. Very convenient. I thought that was funny. But uh, I enjoyed that. We had a segment with the Brawling Brutes where Sheamus started to speak about Gunter and almost immediately gets cut off by him and Ludwig. Sheamus called himself the real ring general and he ran through all the greats that he's defeated, Randy Orton, John Cena, Triple H, etc., and Gunther basically is basically telling Sheamus at Clash of the Castle, "I'm gonna break you." Butch goes after Ludwig. Ludwig ends up taking Ridge out at one point. All the while, Sheamus and Gunther are just staring straight at each other, not not moving away, not looking away, not maybe not even blinking. I thought this was a really good segment. Eventually, uh, Gunther backs up Ludwig. Sheamus backs up Butch. We had a segment with The New Day where Xavier Woods was in a wheelchair. Kind of started off sounding like they were giving bad news. And they spoke about how they might have underestimated the Viking Raiders. And the Viking Raiders came out and they're like, we gave you a funeral last week. Basically told them to go away. Behind, uh, well, the Viking Raiders come down to the ring. They back up Kofi Kingston. And Woods stands up. He rips the blanket off of him. He's got two kendo sticks. Tosses one to Kofi, and and New Day basically beats them up with the kendo sticks, and they they run away. That sets up a Viking rules match for next week on SmackDown. Throughout the night, we saw the Maximum Male Models. Uh, They were doing a photo shoot at one point, and then Hit Row's theme song started playing from a bus. And Maxine had an idea how to perhaps maybe stop it. And... Her idea was to have Los Lothario spray paint the bus. <laughs> and we knew that the Street Profits were with Hit Row because we saw them earlier on in the night. Hit Row cuts them off. And they're like, I mean, if you want to have a match, we could have a match next week. But also, this isn't our bus. And it was turned out to be the Street Profits bus. So there's heat. there's heat over there for them. Earlier in the night, we saw Sami Zayn uh, attempt to get into the locker room for the Bloodline, and the Usos were pretty cold to him and tried to get him to leave, and then Roman Reigns asked who it was, invited him in. Roman brought up how Sami kind of redeemed himself for, for the loss that he lost his match last week by taking the Claymore for him. And then Roman Reigns... Said he wants Drew McIntyre distracted. I thought it was a great segment. Sammy was hilarious. He made the Usos and Roman Reigns laugh, which I thought was funny. Later on, Jay Uso yelled at Sammy Zayn for talking about him behind his back last week. Main event happens. Drew McIntyre picks up the victory over Sammy Zayn. Usos make their way out. Temporarily distract Drew McIntyre. Sammy's able to hit a blue collar, uh, blue collar, blue thunder bomb. And uh, Drew McIntyre eventually hits that claymore. Picks up the victory. But after the match ends. Roman Reigns jumps him. McIntyre tosses him into the corner. And, and fights the Usos off. But he gets hit with a spear by Roman Reigns. And then the Usos beat him with a chair. Sami Zayn hits a haluva kick against the barricade. They use the seal steps. And then Roman Reigns choked Drew McIntyre out. And... And... Puts the chair over his neck and sits down. I thought maybe because there was like three minutes left in that segment that we'd see somebody make the save. That didn't happen. But Roman Reigns ends up yelling at the camera, I run this business. The whole business, the industry runs off of me. Maybe that's a shot at what John Moxley said about Raw and SmackDown. Maybe it's not. I have no idea. But... That is SmackDown. I'm going to take a quick little break, and I'll be right back with Chris here on Markin' Out. Oh, it's only a, a sound thing. Yeah, eh? yeah Okay, here's the thing. I thought he was about to film me saying this, but I guess it's just a uh, vocal thing. So I'm going to make it really good. I'm going to make sound effects, voice effects, all this. Sh- Listen... <clears throat> And you're listening to
1: Marking Out. Back on Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. It's Chris here with Brandon for the sports enter uh, sports entertainment. Jeez, um, for the pro wrestling section of the show. Brandon, what's the haps? What's going on? Not How much.
0: We- How about yourself? You had a busy uh, week, huh?
1: Yeah, we uh, you know, last uh, last chance to dance, uh, vacation for the summer. Went to the Poconos, PA. rented a house with uh, two other families and the uh, You know, did a bunch of things. Got there Sunday and just kind of hung out, had dinner, enjoyed ourselves. Monday we went to Kalahari, that indoor water park. Yeah. Um, It was good. I mean, it was fun. The rides were awesome. Um, However, like, you know, the staff. Yeah, yeah, and I I mentioned this to my wife, and I'll mention this to you because you'll understand it completely. Like, the organization there was terrible. And if this was, like, a Disney-run park. At Kalahari? uh, the, The organization there was terrible. A Kalahari. And if this was a Disney World Park, like, we tried to get on the Lazy River, but it was, like, it wasn't, like, where as like, Disney, they would line you up. Hey, how many tubes do you need? Here you go. Go ahead. It was, like, a free dash. And by the time I got around the Lazy River, there's, like, 27 Karens waiting in the middle of the thing to <laughs> to, to, take my, my tube for me. And I'm, like, yeah, no, you're not getting it. So, and, like, even, like, there's, like, water race rides, like, where you go on, like, a mat and you go down and see who, like, wins. Like, it was just whatever you could go in there. And find a spot, and then you had to, like, finagle yourself to see if you could be with your whole group of people. So, uh, but it was fun. You know, three families, a lot of kids. Um, And, uh, yeah, that was fun. Tuesday we went to the outlets, which was good. I got myself two hats, because all of my hats are old. Mm -hmm. My kids got a bunch of stuff. What kind of hat? Uh, I got this black on black Cubs hat, which is really nice. And then I just got a a black uh, snapback hat for work. So I have something that isn't... um, has logos or anything on it, and then uh, Wednesday we went to Hershey, which was it was it was a two hour drive from our house, but two it was
0: worth what I feel like that's a three hour tops.
1: No, but from Pennsylvania.
0: Oh, a two hour drive from where you you got a place.
1: Yes. Oh. Yeah. So, but we got there in time. You know, hit a couple roller coasters. You know, the kids wanted to go on the Super Duper Looper four times in a row, which I did.
0: Did you stay? Uh, like in Western Pennsylvania for it to we be stayed, two hours. We stayed,
1: No, we stayed in Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, which is like okay. from Hershey is like north. From Hershey is like northeast. Like uh well, Bushkill, Bushkill, Stroudsburg, whatever. Um, it was a, essentially like maybe a half an hour over the Jersey Pennsylvania border. Right. So you could have gone to the uh, Stroudsburg uh, museum. I know, like my grandfather's grave is in Stroudsburg, but like I wanted to get there because I really have never been there. Did the I, say museum? Of... Yes, you said I museum? Yes, I meant railroad. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't know why then... I said
0: museum. <laughs> they yeah, have like and that the... classic train there. They, really, I had no I, clue. I, if I'm not mistaken, I think they did. But I think that's where you can catch like Thomas the Tank Engine sometimes.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, and cool. And ride on Thomas. Oh, boy. I really, that's what I want to do is ride on Thomas. I mean, it's uh, it's for children, you know? Yeah, I know. It's like uh, a life-size
0: train of Thomas.
1: My kids... I know, but my I feel like the, the age group... The youngest was six, and I think they've kind of aged out of Thomas the Tank Engine. Like, the kids, when we were at the house, were watching a lot of Cuphead. Have you ever seen Cuphead? I know the
0: video game. I've never actually yeah, seen it. Yeah, Cuphead,
1: and like, the last... Whatever it is. I don't know, but they watched a lot of it, and it was really annoying. <laughs> um... <laughs> But, like, every, like the house was sick. Like, it had three floors. Every room had a TV in it. But the kids just had to, like, mingle in the living room. And I just had to hear the stupid Cuphead song the entire time.
0: How about um, uh, food at, at Hershey Park? Did you enjoy anything there?
1: We got chick They had Chick-fil-A. They had, like, Chick-fil-A. They had Dunkin'. They had Starbucks. They had Moe's. Um, but, like, we got Chick-fil-A for lunch. And then, like, afterwards, there's a Red Robin right down the road. So we went there for dinner. There's and,
0: a uh, restaurant at Hershey Park that – or maybe the Hershey area that has – I think it's in the com- the compound of Hershey Park. They have okay. chocolate burgers. Really? That's disgusting. No. It's <laughs> apparently delicious.
1: Um, I, but hey, we got re- – Red Robin was great, especially after a day of walking around and it was hot and trying to finagle you know, three families to kind of somewhat stay together for the day. Um, it was, it was, it hit the spot. I went to Trogues Brewing, which is right down the block as well, and grabbed some beers and grabbed a nice t-shirt. Any chocolate beer? No, I bought this, uh, see, I bought this, uh, Belgian style double that they make that I got the last time I was there. So, and they didn't have, uh, any Mad Elves out yet, which is their, uh, maybe one of the best Christmas beers out. So. I think, uh, as soon as I get in, I haven't been to Hershey
0: Park since they like renovated everything.
1: Yeah, it's really – it's huge now because dad, there's, like – we did, like – I, mean, I want to say we did a quarter of the park. Thinking, I'm like, oh, yeah, we'll knock out all these roller coasters and stuff like that. Like, there's a Jolly Rancher, like, remix roller coaster. There's a whole new Splash Park and Water Park and stuff like that, which is cool.
0: Yeah, like, I think the last time I went was 2012. Okay. And it was right before the Boardwalk was going to be opening. Okay, yes. So I don't know what any of that looks like now. I i that, I mean, we- I've seen pictures and videos, but not –
1: We didn't make it that far.
0: Did you go to the Zoo America at all, or no?
1: No, we didn't even go to Zoo America. The kids were like obsessed. They had like those swings, like they have at Adventureland, and the kids were obsessed with it and went on like twelve times. And then there was um, the one roller coaster, Sky Rush, that one of my son's friends like wanted to go on a bunch of times, and I was like, all right, I'll go on with you. So the the lines weren't bad for the lines that we went on. Like I think the we (laughs) I think we waited about a half an hour for some kiddie roller coaster. But, yeah, I mean, the lines were all right, but by the end of the night, like, we started to be able to get on stuff, and and when we first got there, too, because we stayed there from 11 to 7, and then, like, we wanted to hit up, uh, you know, Candy World as you we were walking out, but, like, it was uh, a poop show. I, um, uh, I feel like
0: that, to me, could be, like, a before you go in. But then...
1: You're gonna have the chocolate with you the entire day.
0: Oh, I don't. I mean, not. To, I don't. I don't make purchase there. You go onto the ride. You get the free chocolate.
1: <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, true. We didn't even really buy that much candy. The candy we we put it in the car overnight, and it was very cool in Pennsylvania. By the time we got home, it was all
0: melted. So, uh, no five-pound Hershey bar.
1: Um, one of the families, two of their kids got two five-pound Hershey bars. Jordan got this mixed pack. I was just in. I was in a mood because I was really hangry, and I got a Reese's uh, Pieces with potato chips inside of it. Oh. Oh, I've had them before. They're delicious. I hate I was Reese's like, Pieces. I don't this. Okay. Subjective. Um, and then, like, Maddie got these Twizzler nibs. You've ever had those before? No. They're fantastic. They're very old-school candy, and she didn't like them, so I ate them all last night while <laughs> watching Dynamite. <laughs> so, but
0: and uh, – I was going to say, before we move on to Dynamite, we're on the topic of food. Something that trended this week on Twitter. What? Yankee Stadium. guys. Oh, the... the guy,
1: the glizzy hot dog? Yeah. The glizzy straw? What are your thoughts on that? That's disgusting. I feel I like
0: don't... you would be somebody who would eventually try that and be like, oh my God, this is the greatest thing ever. No, absolutely not. I disagree. I feel like if... So, in... I think it was April. Somebody okay. from Yankee Stadium was shown dipping their full hot dog with the bun and everything into their beer and eating it
1: well that's a big thing with uh competitive food eaters is they'll take their hot well, dogs for bun water, everything water like that yeah and dump in water <laughs> a even bit different I mean, with too, beer so. but, but no. so the dude did that at the
0: stanley cup jimmy fallon did that or the the playoffs for it with the the new york rangers i believe it was the playoffs jimmy fallon dipped his hot dog and ate it I think, I don't like beer, but for someone who loves beer, I think it might actually be good.
1: I love beer. They, um, they, ju- but they
0: like boil hot dogs and stuff in beer sometimes. Yeah, brats. So, how is it maybe not different?
1: I, I, I'm not trying it. I'm i sorry. I feel like you should.
0: Do it for I'm, science, man. I <laughs> I, ate, do- I had a peanut butter and mayo sandwich one time, and you think it's disgusting. The internet says it's delicious. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it yeah. was disgusting.
1: No, it's just making me nauseous. Think about it. <laughs> um, but like, I, that's the thing too. Like, I feel with the craft beer industry, I think they're trying a little bit too hard to make like really stupid like beers now. Like, I understand. Like, we're we're in an era and stuff like that where everything's been done before. But like, oh, we want a blueberry pie sour, or we want a banana strawberry chocolate milkshake IPA. You know, Are you pissed uh, off at the Carvel beer? Didn't you? No, I enjoy had it. it. It was yeah, I had it. That was like what was it? Five years ago. But
0: so it's like, I mean, here you don't want a blueberry sundae. No,
1: I want a blueberry sundae, and then I want a scoop of vanilla of, uh, <laughs> a, uh, vanilla ice cream with it. I want a blueberry. Do they make bean? beer like,
0: floats? That sounds
1: awful. Uh, I don't know. Not not my forte when it comes to the beer realm. Um, I did have I had a so at the outlets they had like a brewery there. That we went to on Tuesday, and they had like a mango saison, and like I was very unfamiliar with this very small craft brewery. I was like, "What? What do people like?" Everyone's like, "Oh, I like the mango beer." And you know me, like I, ten years working in a Belgian bistro, I'm like, you know, my palate is kind of, apt to those very old world style beers. And I had it. I was like, "Yeah, it's all right." I mean, it wasn't great. I love saisons, but, um, yeah. So that's that. So uh, fun time, you know. It was long. The kids, you know, we were, you know, up. Me and the parent, the parents are up talking to like midnight. And as you knew, Wednesday night I was texting you uh, very super late because we were like, someone was like, let's watch, let's listen to Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm like, why do not we watch a Hootie and the Blowfish set? So we found one from 2006, uh, and they they rocked. So uh, fun time. End of the summer's coming up. This weekend, uh, still partying because it's my son's birthday on Monday, so we're having his birthday festivities on Sunday. And then uh, next week is school. Next Friday is school, so we're back to uh, back to normal here in the old Sweeney compound. And then it's all out weekends. Crazy. It's dude. Summer floop You know what? It was a very. I want to say it was a very weird summer for me, because like you know, boom, go to Vegas. Boom, get COVID. You know, kind of come back, hang out for a little bit, and also too, my wife works, so it's like I could do all these things with my kids, but you know, I wanted do this whole everything with my whole family you know i don't want to keep my wife out of things so but next year she's not working summer school so hurrah to that (laughs) and on that note let's get to aew rampage from last friday night from the charleston coliseum in charleston west virginia you kicked off the show with claudio cast the only wheeler wheeler yuda uh you know shaking ricky the dragon steamboat's hand uh talking how he's going to issue an open challenge for next week claudio and Dustin Rhodes comes out and accepts. So cool. Sets it up for rampage.
0: Yeah, they've been partners, they've been opponents. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing this match.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um you had Ruby Soho and Ortiz backstage saying they've wanted to get their hands on Sam and uh Sammy and Ty for months, and Ortiz just starts screaming, Let's fight. I don't know Let's... if they
0: had to like film this multiple times or not, but when Ortiz like yelled out like next week, tomorrow Last night, five years, six months, 20 seconds, right now if you were here. (laughs) I was genuinely laughing at that. I don't know how. If they did that in one take, I don't know how. I thought that was so funny.
1: Yeah, it was good. So next week it'll be uh, Sam and Ty against uh, Ruby Soho and Ortiz. And we'll talk, talk about Sammy later on in the show because there was some controversy, more controversy around him. Uh, but your first match of the night is AEW World Tag Team Championship. Chip, Swerve in your glory. Pick up the victory over Private Party. Uh, Swerve finishing the match with the JML driver. Gets the pin. This should so. have been the main event. Okay, cool. Um, I agree. Uh, I wrote something down here, but I'm going to save it for Dynamite. Um, Keith Lee. What about Keith
0: Lee? After the match, showed mutual respect. Commentaries like, both of them are showing it, but Swerve... Did not. He was trying to get Keith Lee to go.
1: Yeah, because he wanted to get out of there and go
0: party. Still, I feel like planting seeds. I feel like we were still right on our they're not going to last as a tag team thing.
1: I know, but you know, there was those reports. You know, okay, let's go into it now. Because I, wrote, when, I was, when I was watching Dynamite, uh, there was a, let's see, Dynamite. I have my notes here. Yeah, there was a backstage promo with Swerve and um, Keith Lee. And the acclaim to set up a a tag team championship match. I kind of feel like now it's like the Young Bucks going to do the trios thing. And Powerhouse Hobbs and Stark's not there. And FTR not getting like the recognition they deserve because they hold every other championship. I kind of feel like this is like a rebuilding, you can say, of the tag team division. Because they're bringing in like new teams, like you know, they're giving Private Party an opportunity. Uh, I mean, they, it's not like they haven't had opportunity. Before. I know, but they're like putting these guys more in the forefront than like the Bucks.
0: And that was just like some sort of Andrade thing, and there was no follow up from from Dynamite. Yeah, they tweeted Tony Khan tweeted, "We'll see the the whatever we'll see from what happened at the end on Dynamite," and that never happened.
1: Yes. So, but I, I feel like maybe it's like kind of like a, a re, You could not say a, a a re um. What did I say? The word reintroduction was like a, of reintroduction. Reintroduction of tag division. Yeah, kind of like you know reshifting the tag team division. Um, I the mean, we, had
0: the, all- we had the uh, the factory backstage too, where yeah. where that sets up. Hobbs flips that dominoes table.
1: Yeah, to, uh, to Nick cut Camarado. Man, just <laughs> so awkward. And QT's like, we'll we'll take care of. We'll take care of Starks. <laughs> yeah, they sure did. But after this FTW title match, Hook squashes the reality of Zach Clayton. No more, no le- no, no. less. You And then Angelo
0: That's... Parker laid out a challenge. Yes,
1: so we'll see about that. But, you know, they gave you more action. since the, I, I like the on the commentator, like, yeah, Tony Khan decided since, uh, you know, that FT title match was so quick, we're going to give you more action. As Buddy Matthews picks up the victory of Serpetsko. But like match itself, it's more about Miro. <laughs> And this House of Black kind of feud because Mira comes down to the ring and he beats the ever living hell out of Buddy and starts screaming, where are the Pagans? Yeah, I didn't didn't necessarily
0: get it. Like, he came out with Malachi Black's mask, throws it on the ground. His eye wasn't gimmicked. And then they brawled. I almost feel like this shouldn't have happened on Rampage and we should have had more time for the, the match with Athena and
1: Penelope Ford. Which Athena picks up the victory. In that match. So, uh, but afterwards, Jade Cargill, Stokely Hathaway walked down to the ring because the baddies jumped and blindsided Athena, and Jade Cargill had a sledgehammer. Yeah, and she hit.
0: smashed her uh, entrance jacket and then hit Athena with it. Yeah. So uh, I think Athena
1: needs to win it all out. You think so? I do. Yeah. I mean, that, that, match they ha- it's so, it's so crazy that, like, there's still so many more matches that, like, kind of need to fill out this all out card. Um, and then they, they, mentioned, uh, <laughs>
0: they mentioned kip sabian here too with the box on his head i,
1: I and I'll, I'll talk about that on rampage because it was pretty damn cool but your main event best friends pick up a victory over the trust Busters in a quarterfinal match for the AEW trio title and they use the anthill a chikara favorite, <laughs> as their finish and i freaking loved it um why do you think this shouldn't have been the main event? I think the opening contest was way better. I know, but what? what The if, titles were on the line. I know, but Tony they're trying Kahn to hype was up. hyping it up
0: as history.
1: But they're trying to hype up this t- I trio's tournament. I think it should have been. And I think, the, I think the best friends are more of a draw than Swerve and Your Glory. No I, you offense, could, Swerve Your Glory. I,
0: I don't think it's the best friends. I think it's Orange Cassidy. Yeah, but still. No offense to the best friends. <laughs> But um, as far as the match goes, normally the trio's matches, I think, are, like, mostly, like, goofy where the ref has zero control. But for the most part, it was pretty tame. I think it was maybe, like, the last three minutes where it was, like, the uncontrolled, goofy stuff to me. Yeah. But uh, I like that, uh, I like, the, the Razor's Edge into the sit-down powerbomb with Chuck and Trent. I thought that was nice.
1: Yeah, they're they a great tag team.
0: Sonny Kiss got involved, and then Danhausen showed up and tried to curse Slim Jay. <laughs> but I wanna know that if uh not that. I wanna know if the best friends just happen to win the tournament. I don't think they're gonna come close. No, yeah, no, no. If sure. they happen to have won the tournament or whatever, do you think we would have seen like free bird rules or something where they would with include? Dan-Housen? Dan-Housen?
1: No. I don't think so. Danhausen will be with them one week, he'll go hang out with Hook the next week, you know, he'll be uh annoying smart Mark Sterling the week after. So, by the way, great uh, AEW Unrestricted this week with Mark Sterling. I don't know if you listened to it. I have not. Oh, great. He talks about his, uh, you know, really uh, very cool
0: stuff. So You're about out. marking out Mondays? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, he didn't. Uh, but anyway, let's get to Dynamite. Big, big Dynamite this week. Hailing from the Wolstein Center in Cleveland, Ohio. Opening promo with... Chris Jericho, Daniel Garcia, and Brian Danielson, which just sets up a match it all out between Brian Danielson and uh, Chris Jericho. But it's going to be Lionheart Chris Jericho, essentially.
0: Yeah, well, because Jericho wanted an apology from Garcia, and that's when said, Brian came out. Garcia's like, I can't make this decision.
1: I thought Daniel Garcia was awesome on the
0: microphone here.
1: He was very emphatic, he was very enthused about everything that he was saying.
0: I like Brian bringing up Stu Hart and Owen Hart being like, yeah. who would they say is the better wrestler? Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like it would be Brian Danielson.
1: Oh yeah. Probably would be, but
0: sports entertainer, maybe.
1: Yeah. Say you're a sports entertainer. So and it's like, anyway, that's set. That sets up the match. And, and, the then, American... and then
0: Hager attacked Brian Danielson, setting up a match for next week.
1: Yeah. Setting up a match for next week. Uh, the first in-ring action of the evening. Surprisingly, huge victory for Jay Lethal. Picking up the victory over Dax Harwood. Sanjay got involved. What a match this was. Wrestling at its finest. I said, so I've, I've been saying Dax Harwood is the rest, my wrestler of the year. And I was thinking about this last night because we'll talk with John Moxley in a couple minutes. Dax Harwood is the wrestler of the year, if that kind of but makes sense. But he's
0: think Moxley's a sports entertainer of the year. No, but he's
1: like you know wrestler of the year. But Dax Harwood is the wrestler of the year because they showed it in this match. There was I like the fact that they did their nods. To, I guess you can kind of say their their idols or friends and stuff like that. You have Jay Lethal try. To, I mean, um, Dax go for the uh, the sharpshooter. Jay tries to change it into the figure four. Then it goes into a roll up, which I thought was awesome. Um, and it was just a fun match.
0: Yeah, Lethal uh, eventually cheats to pick up the victory. And then Sanjay Dutt announced that their team for the trios match at All Out was not going to be them. It's going to be some uh, two close personal friends of theirs. That being the Motor City Machine Guns, which... Is awesome. It's cool. And I but guess the, it's going to maybe set up for, like... Machine Motor Guns versus FTR? Yeah, for the Ring of Honor Championships.
1: That's awesome.
0: I don't know why you're bringing Motor City in as a heel group.
1: I Listen, I... I don't feel I don't like know they're going to get booed. They're just hired mercenaries. They're just taking the money. They're not going to get booed. No one's going to get booed in that match. You kidding me? With a smart more crowd like there's going to be it all out? Everyone's going to be standing on their on their feet, you know, clapping for everybody. But, again, this match was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Um, maybe yeah, my Dax,
0: favorite... yeah, 100% should be in that running for, for Wrestler of the Year. No, Wrestler <laughs> of the Year.
1: You got to put the emphasis on it.
0: After that, Uh, backstage, we saw Thunder Rosa in a 40-second introduction that she's injured. She won't be able to fulfill her duties as champion. And there's going to be a fatal four-way at All Out with Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. So we're going to have a third interim champion in nine months in AEW.
1: So apparently it's a shoot. It's like a real injury. I was listening to Busted Open yesterday, and Thunder Rosa does Fridays on Busted Open. And, and Greca was like, she's not going to be here this week. You know, she's addressing this situation. What I'm seeing is reports allegedly are that she has a bulging disc in her neck that she's been working through. But, like, a, a point that I, I heard this week was, why didn't they do this segment in the ring? Yeah. CM Punk had like, 10 minutes. She had 40 seconds. But also, too, it could be like maybe the bulging disc is like aggravating her so much that like, you know, trying to even get into a wrestling ring and bend down like that. Is even like if it was her.
0: on the stage, I think it should have been in front of the audience.
1: Yes, I agree. Hopefully.
0: I, agree. I, I feel like I uh, feel like it's leading to at this point now that it's not Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm. I almost feel like it might be Jamie Hayter walking out as champion. Uh,
1: she's not even in that match, bro. Yeah, it is. what do you mean? It's Britt Baker, Tony Storm. Hikaru Shida, and Jamie Hayter? No, I think, so like reports again, like, you know, the, yeah, you're right. Okay, my apologies on that. Uh, reports are saying this week that Tony Storm is supposed to win the title at All Out. So I think Tony Storm is still going to win. But Now that Hikaru my, Shida's in the match, that's my
0: pick. That's like, who I want is, to win. Why
1: is Hikaru Shida in the match? I
0: have no idea. And this,
1: break, this goes to Why where is where Jamie Hader sit. in the
0: match? Who's ranked? I don't Who's
1: so <laughs> speaking of which, let's go to the market out. The <laughs> AEW rankings are all long, wrong segment. We gotta make a bumper for that. Um so Tony Storm, number one contender, obviously. Britt Baker, number two, obviously. Athena, I'm assuming she's going for the TBS title, which well, she's not as mad. Anna Jay. <laughs> and Nyla Rose. Hikaru Shida hasn't been on TV in forever. But like there's a, I guess you could say there's a back no, there's a backstory with Hikaru Shida and Serena Deep, sorry. But um
0: Oh, and yeah. then, very random. And then, so,
1: very random. But then, like, even, like, your tag team championships, no one's moved. It's FTR, the Young Bucks, 10 and Evil Uno, the Acclaimed and Best Friends. Um, and then your number one contenders in the male division are Hangman Page, Powerhouse Hobbs is two, Jericho's three, Daniel Garcia's four, Jay Lethal's five.
0: But Did you see Rampage spoilers at all?
1: No, I didn't. So don't talk to me about it because I want to be... <laughs> I was was away. I wasn't paying attention to freaking wrestling. Um, All right. So let's continue on, though. So there's going to be a women's 4 way to all out for the title. I'm assuming Tony Storm is probably going to win. Next up after this, you have, surprisingly, Colton Gunn picking up the victory over Billy Gunn. Great rap by Max Caster. Billy's super over. Billy, Oh, yeah, because he aligned himself with a team that's super over. (laughs) Um, I like the fact that they were talking about, like, the father-son story here. And they were talking to like Taz about it too. You know, he's like, he's like, yeah, I would have never been in the ring with Hook. Because he, goes, Hook he goes, would was, kill a, me. Yeah, he's like, he, he would kill me. But like, he was, he was, you know, he was saying it in gimmick, but he was also kind of saying it, you know, as like a father figure and stuff like that. And I thought right. it was cool. And I liked that. And I liked the fact that Billy Gunn got to have a match on television against his son, which was great. You know, Stokely, uh, Stokely Hathaway, uh, you know, was sitting at ringside, all about it. And he attacked Max Caster. Uh, yeah, uh, he grabs a boombox and attacks to the acclaimed.
0: Austin Col- attacked Bowens.
1: Yep, and uh, Colton hits the Colt forty five to pick up the win. It looks like uh low blow, Aust- Billy
0: Gunn, before that.
1: I know. So um, it looks like uh, Colton and Austin are going away with Stokely Hathaway. He's going to build a big, uh, big family here.
0: And then they they continue the beat down after the match and swerve in Our Glory. I don't know what their name is.
1: Swerve our glory, yeah.
0: Swerve our glory chased them off, which was really funny, because, like, Swerve darted to the ring. Keith Lee just, like, like really slowly walked down. Yeah. And it, people made comparisons to the time Jeff Hardy debuted. Yeah. And he, like, took time to do his taunt and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was funny. But uh, I, now that this, like, goes back to the Tag Team Championships, do you think maybe the Gun Club will be the next Tag Team Champions?
1: I mean... I think FTR should be the next tag team champions. But, it's very
0: know. clear that for some reason FTR is not getting pushed as the the AEW champions anytime soon.
1: Yeah, it, it's so strange. Like again, I said you want you want like especially like all out is like the Wrestle it's their WrestleMania. So you want like big money drawing matches, and FTR versus Young Bucks is like it writes itself.
0: Well, those especially, those reports came out that uh, Young Bucks trashing uh, FTR backstage. Yeah, well, listen. I don't know if, how, how
1: I saw a guy. I saw a guy at Hershey are. wearing a Young Buck shirt on Wednesday, and I really was tempted to go up to him and go, excuse me, sir, I, like, I see your shirt. FTR is better. You and should have too-sweeted him. No, brother. No. I don't have respect for people that wear Young Buck shirts. Oh, come on. Kidding, kidding, kidding. Will oh. you stop? <laughs>
0: After that, um, we saw Britt Baker pick up the victory over Kylan King and – King controls a majority of this match to where the, I didn't even think Britt Baker looked strong to be in a championship match. For um, All Out.
1: Yeah. So. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. What the, what the hell's right? But, like, I thought this match was good. I thought Kylan King had that, like, cyclic, full Nelson, flip-around slam match was cool. And I thought she looked like a million bucks. Yeah. She's been working a lot. She's been featured in NWA. I think I've, I said that last week, too. And, you know, anybody, especially the professional wrestling landscape, I think should have eyes on her because she she's uh, looks like a force to be reckoned with. Britt Baker, by the way, had heat here. Like, people were not digging her at all. Comes out, decked out in the full Pittsburgh outfit. Like, you want to try? You want to learn about getting heat? Just go to a like an opposing team and a team site with their fierce rivals. I all of your gear, and um, you know, and Brick Brick came out afterwards and it spoke about uh, how she's going to be the champion again.
0: Yeah, and she said when she was champion, she wrestled the whole reign with a broken wrist. So that kind of like, screw you, Thunder Rosa. You can't wrestle injured. I did. And then she addressed Tony Storm, and Tony Storm came out and got jumped by Jamie Hayter, and then Hikaru Shida made the save. And I'm like, "Well, that's a tag team match for next week." And then they were like, "By the way, there's a tag team match next week." Yeah. So that's that. Hey, this and is now, like literally this is the same formula they've done over and over again.
1: Okay, that's the way they do things. Every company is different. Every company can't be the big guy, the big boys, the WWE.
0: After that match, we saw something that actually made me laugh. John Moxley picked up the victory over CM Punk to become the AEW champion. CM Punk I, now has a knockoff WWE shirt, which I think is bizarre. I'm about it. But I think it's Punk, great. Punk hits the uh, of like a few corner punches or whatever, and then kicks John Moxley in the face. Sells the 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 foot that he was standing on, which everyone is like, "Why would you not sell the the foot that you kicked with?"
1: Because you're basing on that leg. And I'm you're like putting all of your pressure of your body onto that leg to post you up. I'm like I can I think it's know, very I, plausible that he could injure his foot by doing that. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. You can absolutely hurt your foot by doing that. But the match
0: was three minutes long. Mox beat the hell out of Punk. Two paradigm shifts. Picks up the victory there. Loved it.
1: I freaking love this. You want to know why? Everyone's like, "I." He's like, "You like this?" Yes. You want to know why? Storytelling, brother. People were like, "This is AEW's finger poke of doom," and I was like, "I don't no, think so at all." Not at all. I love this. You want to know why? Where did CM Punk quit WWE? Yeah. Cleveland. Where did CM Punk lose his first UFC match? Cleveland. Where did CM Punk get embarrassed being the AEW champion to John Moxley? Cleveland. Freaking storytelling at its finest. Um, now.
0: They're... Something that was like really dumb to me though was them saying this is the biggest match in AEW history and then not closing the show with it.
1: And you know what? There was things that I found goofy with it too. And I, I wrote, I've written down notes this week as I did last week. Um, I think Justin Roberts as an announcer was awesome. Yeah. When you called John Moxley in. Fantastic. Taz on commentary was like, "Oh, we got a whole hour for this match." Like, so there's like some kind of like foreshadowing there like, "Hey, we have an hour for this match, but this match isn't going to be an hour."
0: Yeah. And that's like another thing. Like, with 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 Rampage, they were like, "Oh, Tony Khan added this match because of such and such because Hook went 30 seconds. This match goes 3 minutes." I'm like, "Oh, now they'll they'll have time for another women's match. Maybe we'll see something with Athena or something." Yeah. Nothing. The show just went on. They had everything filled.
1: Yeah, they had everything filled. But I mean, like they could have I'll talk about it at the end. Why am I getting so many freaking emails right now? I don't care.
0: <laughs> so, um, what I'm going to be disappointed about is that come all out, CM Punk versus John Moxley happens again or something, and CM Punk goes the distance and wins the championship. I, I don't yeah. know if they're going to, if
1: that's what the main event I think, like, reports, reports are saying that, um... Reports are saying that it's going to be Punk Moxley 2. Which all. I don't want
0: to see. People will I, obviously forget all about that once MJF returns if that's the plan.
1: Yeah, but like, you know, so let's say CM Punk wins in Chicago. Oh, CM Punk in, uh, you know, win in Chicago, blah, 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 this, that, and the other thing.
0: I, I just, uh, I hate the idea of CM Punk, of Moxley being so dominant and then going and winning the championship in like an hour or whatever long match they're going to do. It's like when when Brody Lee won the the TNT Championship from Cody, he beat the hell out of Cody Rhodes. Yes. Beat the hell out of him.
1: To the fact that he had to come back with black hair. (laughs) He was so
0: dominant. He's super dominant, wins the championship, and when he comes back, him and Brody have that long-ass match. Yeah. And I believe it was Cody on top. I didn't like that then either. So... I'm not looking forward to seeing Punk
1: winning in Chicago, that's for sure. Or maybe, maybe he doesn't. But, like, again, I was saying this to Dave. Dave's like, you know, Dave uh, the other night was like, I can't barely watch AEW, blah, 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 Dave stuff. And I'm like, Dave, I'm like, A, because you're a big WWE mark right now, because, you know, they're the, – the. I feel like now that the WWE has Triple H in charge, they're bringing back – you know Gargano. By the way, I marked the hell out for Gargano. I don't know why.
0: Um, what do you mean you don't know why? You're not a fan of Johnny Johnny? I, you know
1: I like Johnny Gargano's awesome and everything like that. I feel like since his time away from WWE, he, he got to develop more as like you got to see like the Johnny Gargano as a person rather than the wrestler. Um, quite hilarious I,
0: that they were in uh, Cleveland this weekend. Prior, they're like, "Oh my God, Johnny Gargano showing up at AEW."
1: Yeah, he did. But like, again. I don't think there's a spot. No offense to Johnny Gargano. I think he's fantastic and they would find a way, but like Johnny Gargano needs to be in WWE.
0: I don't think there's a spot for a lot of people in AEW.
1: Yeah, I know. Like, and that's very like... apparent. <laughs> um, But I can't, but dude, WWE. I... All
0: right. When if WWE problem... puts on one episode, like that's the thing. Like Tony Khan was like, there's just no time in the three hours versus the, the, was it six hours that WWE has? If you break it down show by show, like Monday Night Raw, they used maybe f- without uh, five people from their roster on the Raw roster. NXT, they use like every single person on their roster.
1: Yeah, because the NXT roster is bare bones because they fired everybody. It's it not, the- though. The right, NXT right, roster I is like care. 60 people. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I brought this up. But let's just go back to CM Punk and Moxley. Moxley um,
0: cuts a nice fired-up promo later Oh, it was on. awesome.
1: <laughs> Again, think, wrestler uh, of
0: the year. He's like, I, I'm I'm not just some guy. I'm the guy. My time is now. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> no. Prior to that, he was just, I think, saying my time. I'm like, wow, 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 wow. The Triple H theme song.
1: Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, but congratulations, Moxley. Again, my wrestler of the year. He's still going on. I just think the next the next AEW champion needs to be MJF. You know, those Still, reports the MJF. Next,
0: the next champion seems like it'll be punk, though.
1: It'll be punk, and then it'll be MJF, a winner at Grand Slam. And the place will go ballistic in Bizarro Land.
0: Backstage, we saw Christian speak about uh, how he offered an olive branch to
1: Jungle Boy. And... It, it, all this does is set up a match for lot Jungle Boy versus Christian. I've been talking about this for two months. Yeah. So afterwards you have Ricky Starks i just wrote down Ricky Starks as a star he's hurt and
0: he's pissed off really good on the microphone so good on the microphone he spoke about how he thought Hobbs was his friend and then this just sets up a match at all out
1: yeah but Which this we...
0: was um Dax Ricky Starks Dax Moxley and Ricky Starks i would say are the three shining points from this episode of yes Dynamite. absolutely
1: and i feel like with the babyface turn of Ricky Starks he's been shining at every single moment since he's come out, I like, like he's like, he's like, he talked about it. He broke when he broke his neck last year, and he said, "What'd you do? He landed me off my neck," and you see him crying and getting adamant about it. It was just awesome. I like, I was getting pumped about it. I was like, "Man, I'm like, put some sort of title on this guy, or put just strap a rocket to him." And uh, so yeah, sets up a match for out. Main event time: Trios semifinals, United Empire. Picks up the victory over the Death Triangle. Maybe the uh,
0: first time they were cheered and, uh, or or got a crowd reaction <laughs> from AEW. Um, I, I
1: wrote think down, that's more
0: so on Death Triangle. So
1: I wrote down that that opening sequence with Ray Phoenix and Will Osprey was ridiculous. Flip, flip, reversal, backflip, front flip, this, that, and the other thing. stare out, all the marks go nuts. I was just sitting there. I'm like, "This is so, <laughs> this is ridiculous."
0: And see, for me, like right off the bat, it was like almost right off the bat, it turned into that that goofiness that I hate about the trios matches.
1: I know, but like, if, but there's there's those spots in like AAA and stuff like that too. Right, right. So continuing on, I liked right after this opening sequence, Excalibur's like, "Let me get this read in now because I'm probably not going to get any time for the rest of the show." Blah 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 blah, 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 blah. which I thought was good. Um, Could
0: you even like, do you care about Will Osprey and Ozzy Open even?
1: No, I'm not even a Will Osprey fan. I think I think Death Triangle freaking
0: killed it in this match.
1: I thought you know what, like I thought it was great. I thought, um. I thought Aussie Open like they were trying to do that like double elbows to the head thing, and they did it twice because they screwed it up the first time on Ray Phoenix.
0: Mm.
1: Like they just let it go because they're like it was just Ray Phoenix ducked and they caught him like semi the first time. Right. But I thought the I thought this match was awesome. I thought Pac's great. I thought you know I, as much as I'm not a fan of Will Osprey, I thought everything in the ring between Pac and Will Osprey was yeah. Osprey awesome. was good.
0: Yeah. But and, Pac and- at one point he unmasks who he thought was Kip Sabian, ringside. It wasn't. And then Kip ends up attacking Pac, and I'm like, Oh, there's the match. Death Triangle advances. There's it's the DQ. There's no DQs and tri- and trios. No, was it really. was thirty seconds. The referee wasn't even looking at them. He was looking I, at
1: Ray Phoenix. Because I like I was I was <laughs> I was trying to keep a conscious eye of that. I'm like, right. what's going on here? You see, like the, the short, like the back left hand corner, him like looking at Ray Phoenix and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, so as, the
0: referee's as soon distracted. as Kippa t- got, as soon as Kippa did that attack, I was like, that's it. That's finally, thank God, this match is over. But now that's <laughs> setting the up. Refer- I was like, no.
1: But they've been they've been kind of like. When they've been showing Pac's like, European vacation in Rev Pro, they showed Kip Sapien right, sitting yeah. there in the corner. So it's like it kind of brings the storyline now into something, and, and it brings Kip Sapien back to TV. He's been off TV forever. I don't know and what Lucha this...
0: Bros go on to do now.
1: I'm not too sure either, but Aussie Open, United Empire advances. And then, and then the
0: Elite came out.
1: And then the Elite came out. Kenny, and they, they made it a point to say that Kenny Omega looked like garbage. They're like, oh, man, Kenny Omega doesn't. Oh, you know what was awesome? The Avalanche Brain Buster. I forget who did it. I think it was... Pac did it on Will Ospreay. Was a thing of beauty. And he lay- he dumped him, like, almost right on his head. But, end of the match. Bucks come out. Kenny Omega comes out. And, like, there was a good, like, couple of minutes here where they could have shaved, like, off of the ends and gave, like, Thunder Rosa on, on the, the stage uh, segment. Right. So, um... But Kenny Omega, like... His face is all tanned, his arms are white as a ghost. Like, you know, and they, they made a point like, oh man, Kenny Omega doesn't look good. Like if Ken like is they are they trying to work us here and then like you know, oh he's gonna put on this five star, you know, eighteen Melters star uh match. I or think like, it'll be
0: that regardless because you have Osprey. well, no, that's not even at all out, but I you know, what's next week is is Osprey versus
1: Yeah. And then but the, I loved like they didn't I don't think they showed it on Dynamite. Um, they had like Kenny Omega just sitting there belittling Will Ospreay.
0: No, they didn't. That's what like, they did that last week too, where Kenny Omega was like, this will never be seen by people. Then it goes right to YouTube. So I can say what I want to say. So please listen up. You guys are all cat poop, but I love cat poop. (laughs) And then he did that same thing this week.
1: Yeah. Um, so next week you're going to have that match in Chicago. For an uh, all-out week. because Which I couldn't I even... Play. I could not care less about C. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. I really could care. I mean, but there's, there's a whole... Um... I mean, I'm,
0: people... It, and it's funny because Omega's like, there is not one Osprey match that people will say I remember. It's like there's not really... The one Kenny Omega match that I could think of is him versus Moxley that ends with the Gilbert pyro. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so that's that. And then you're going to have... Whoever faces off between the Dark Order and House of Black would be facing off against. But now here's the thing. I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's. We don't know what's going to happen with that. I mean, you're probably. Gonna, wink, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wink. But yeah, next week is, is all that week. So we got a big pay per view next week. Also have Worlds Collide? You know what I'm going to like about Wednesday, uh, Sunday, September 4th? Is that you yeah, have Worlds Collide at 4 o'clock.
0: Are you gonna watch Worlds Collide?
1: I told Dave, like I told Dave and Sal to come over to my house to watch All Out. I was like, hey, I'm like, if you guys want to come over early, you know, there's a paper, there's All out, Worlds Collides that day. We could watch that, and then uh, make our way to the backyard and watch All Out on the uh, on the projector in the backyard. So I might, you know, I might watch it just you know to, for you. I'm gonna watch it for you for with me? your NXT UK with, action With uh, Sarah
0: McLaughlin playing in the background.
1: <laughs> yes, or <laughs> right, leave the memories alone by filter. By the way, David, on his social media last week, really uh, dropped the ball on that one. With what? He's, you know, the, you know, he posts on like the Instagram stories. Yeah. And he he put like worlds collide. I'm like, I requested that. Oh, I like, why'd you put "Leave the Memories Alone" for Brandon? It was worlds (laughs) collide. What do you mean? Yeah, no, it should have been "Leave the Memories Alone" by Filter because you're so upset about NXT UK being gone. Wow. (laughs) But you know, uh, a crazy week in all out. I feel like now that WWE has stepped their game up, I feel like the pressure kind of is on AEW. Also especially, good on
0: AEW for getting over a million.
1: Yeah, bravo. Good. Yo, know, hey, when you hype up a match like CM Punk versus Moxley, you, you're going to get those type of numbers. But I still, so I, honestly, funny. I love, I love that match. I thought it was great. There's storytelling there. John Moxley's the man. Dave doesn't think he's a good wrestler, but you know, Dave can uh, stick it, pal.
0: I think. I mean, I don't know. Overall, I've been quite bored with Moxley. This this run, though, I've been enjoying. Yeah. But mostly, I'm like, because very surprisingly, he didn't get busted open in this match. I know. Well, you know, they probably his first that... match in like maybe a year that he wasn't busted open.
1: Damn, listen, some people just like to bleed.
0: So I don't, know. I don't get it. Yeah. So. Now, uh, right. now those reports came out. Uh, oh yeah. So yeah. Now, Warner Brothers discoveries, like brother, you gotta, you can't curse anymore. You gotta tone it down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Th- there's a lot of reports that have, apparently there was a huge talent meeting this week. Um, apparently, Sammy For, Eddie Guevara, Pie Face, Sammy Guevara got suspended, which is um, true. Which, Eddie yeah, Kingston
0: w- spoke about. It. He said, "I've already completed the suspension. I'm, I shouldn't have done what I did. It was unprofessional."
1: Yeah. Well, listen, Sammy Guevara, you know, but Sammy Guevara too has a history of saying things that shouldn't be said. Right. So. But now, you know, uh, it, now it's wrestling. Yeah, but now fat
0: shaming is like one of the the topics of pro wrestling. Disco Inferno trended for the first time ever in his life <laughs> over it, because he's like wrestlers and fans need to stop pulling on fat shaming, and. Yeah. uh He's like, if if the the wrestler's fat, go to the gym. They need to put effort in or whatever. Yeah, shut up. And Eddie Kingston, he goes, "Do the work. Stop embarrassing the industry." Eddie Kingston goes, "You never did the work, and the boys kept you around to laugh at you." Yes. Okay. Disco I remember Discoferno. hearing a story where Big Show farted in your face. And, yes. And that's why Disco Inferno trend is is trending worldwide. But look at like so Keith, Keith. Lee's a big dude,
1: and he's like one of the most agile big bands there ever yeah, was. Yeah, I
0: don't. Yeah. I mean Yoko Zuna was was big and
1: Bam Bam Bigelow. Could do
0: cartwheels. It's just a dumb thing to say.
1: But uh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um I forgot okay, so we gotta talk about the reports now of AEW. We talked about the Eddie Kinks and Sammy Guevara thing. Uh yeah, apparently there was a huge talent meeting before this week week. Apparently there's reports now that like Jamie, uh, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker hate Thunder Rosa, and like Thunder Rosa had to hide from Jamie Hader from breaking her nose, and that's why people don't believe that she's actually uh, injured. I th- she wouldn't be crying. Like and then that. they
0: did the, then they they, I don't know. She's got a weird tweet on her on her, on her Twitter where it's like, hey, this uh, Thunder Rosa is going dark. Like she's not. Yeah. If you need to contact, contact me. So I don't know what that's about. Hopefully yeah, everything's I don't,
1: fine. Well, I think she's she's legitimately injured. So maybe she needs like this time for like a social media, you know. Get away from social media for a little bit. Make sure you're good. And then come back and when you're gonna do your thing. So Yeah. It's fine. So uh but yeah, hey man, wrestling's wrestling's hitting on all sellers. We don't you know we I don't even am still now I'm getting text messages back. Junk. Don't they know I'm filming marketing out here? Come on. <laughs> um <laughs> But uh yeah. So I lost my train of thought because I'm getting dings in my earbuds. Well,
0: on that note, uh, you got a uh, match of the week. Chris's match of the week.
1: Versus match of the week. Ding. Ding. This is what I'm hearing in my eardrum. Ding. Match of the week this week. It was from Dynamite. Yeah, I applauded it. Jay Lethal versus Dax Harwood. What a match. I think I need to start like making it like a match that I saw this week rather than like, just throwing a random match from Heat Wave or something like that out there. I was thinking about that last night. Yeah, but if you watch the match from Heat Wave. Yeah, but I don't know. I wanted to watch uh, – I know Beyond Wrestling had American Rana this week. Uh, I really wanted to watch that and get around to it. So um, maybe I'll do that this week. So anyway, yeah, go watch it again from Dynamite because it was awesome. And on that note, Brandon, who are you shouting out?
0: Hello there, this is Randy Newman, and you're listening to Brandon Shoutouts, because you got some shoutouts from Brandon. Now, when do I get paid? The first shout out goes to A League of Their Own, which, uh, that movie is definitely one of my favorite movies. You, uh, you like the movie or no? I love the movie. It's now a it's a show on Amazon movie. Prime. Did you know that?
2: Yes, I did know that, um... But I love the movie. I think that the movie is fantastic. I actually have been to a Doubles Day Field before.
0: I have, too. It's not a big brag. Uh,
2: <laughs> actually, it is. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous baseball field that I think that more people should go visit.
0: Cooperstown's a nice place up over there.
2: Uh, not really uh, something to brag about, either.
0: But... <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah, no. I didn't say I, mean... I went to Cooperstown. <laughs> I, I just enjoy like that small-town field.
2: Yeah, no, I think that it's, it's fantastic. I think that is definitely something to brag about uh, if you get up there.
0: 100%. 100%. Eh. 200%. I think I might have seen a game there. Really? I, I feel like I did. Mm-hmm. But it's now a TV show on Amazon Prime, and I watched the whole season over the weekend, and I, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. A League of Their Own, like I said, is one of my favorite movies. So I would say check it out if you're a fan of baseball, uh, or if you're a fan of A League of Their Own, the movie. Next shout out, I'm going to give to the Broken Skull Sessions with Charlotte Flair, because it was nice to hear her talk about how bad she was. Wow, that's refreshing. <laughs> and it's, but it was also nice to hear about like her breaking into the business and and prior to that going on tour with Ric Flair to like Japan with WWE and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they spoke about a bunch of stuff. Her, I think personally, I think her best match was the Last Woman Standing match against Becky Lynch at Evolution, which I was there for. So,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I would say uh, check it out. Broken Skull Sessions, I think, never miss. Um, uh, no, they're usually really good. And then my final shout out. Also, I feel like belongs in the Mark out moment of the week category as well. You almost like at the start of the show brought up trading cards mm-hmm. after years of trying to get that NXT takeover Brooklyn, Sasha Banks, Matt relic card finally pops up on eBay. And I would say it's maybe even Kismet because I got it on the seven year anniversary of Sasha Banks versus Bailey. That's awesome. So now I'm just waiting for it to ship to uh ship, to me from Canada. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Which, that's like, what are trip. the odds? It just pops up on the
2: day of? It was meant to be. Yeah. You know? Meant to be for sure. So I'm pumped, and I could uh, finally stop collecting cards now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your uh, that's your swan song right there. You there's, die. like,
0: obviously there's other cards that I still need, but that was, like, the biggest card that I needed. Mm-hmm. So... I'm happy about that. Those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for our
2: our...
0: Mark out moment of the week. That is right. Our mark out moment of the week. Um... I got to say a non-wrestling one right off the bat. Go for it. Billy Joel brought out Olivia Rodrigo at Madison Square Garden to perform her song Deja Vu. Yeah, I marked out for that too. And then they performed Uptown Girl together, which Mm -hmm. I think it's like super random that she was a guest there. But I also think it's really cool, especially since the song that she sang references Billy Joel and it references Uptown Girl. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Very unexpected. So I thought that was cool. Also, yeah. I was watching uh, a movie on Netflix called Day Shift, mm-hmm. starring Jamie Foxx as a vampire hunter. Dave Franco's in it, too. But I popped because I had no clue. A WWE Hall of Famer, Snoop Dogg, was in it. <laughs> he was also a vampire hunter. I didn't even know it was a vampire movie going into it. and That's I funny. I typically wouldn't enjoy
2: vampire such a stuff.
0: movie yeah and i if if it, if i knew it was like a vampire movie i don't think i would have watched it yeah but i enjoyed it so check it out on netflix
2: i'm going to say that my mark out moment was probably um rebel heart yeah here in rebel 100%, heart 100% yeah um and then if i really marked out for that dexter Loomis uh taking the miz i marked out for that pretty hard um let's see I that's really it you know unless you you marked out over the less than five minute match between Moxley and uh CM Punk I don't think anybody marked out over that though
0: I mean <laughs> I mean but it was, I was on the level I was of very
2: satisfied with the result it was on the level of Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the rock though what do you mean I mean wasn't that what everybody was saying on Twitterville that it was supposed to be, that they were the same as The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin? Probably. Yeah, so much for that, though. You know, good good looks on the chocolate cake. But it
0: seems like maybe that'll be a match added to All Out, and I don't want that.
2: No, nobody wants that. But
0: yeah, Johnny Gargano showing up on Monday Night Raw was actually a genuine surprise markout moment. Nobody knew. I didn't see none of the news sites spoiling it or anything, so I thought that wow. was fantastic.
2: Yeah, it was very... We it need was more,
0: of, more of that in wrestling.
2: 100%. Um, I also marked out for finally seeing the Goldberg A&E uh, biography.
0: Goldberg? You're like years behind.
2: I know, I know. But I feel like there was nothing really special about it. It was stuff that we already knew. You know? How did you mark out
1: for it? Well, I just,
2: I just mark out for... I guess I mark out more so for pro wrestling being on mainstream television. We're on
0: Edge. Edge was really good this week. We're are, We're about to be on. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch Edge. I forget. Is there is I don't know if there's Lex a new Luger? episode. Lex Luger. No, Lex Luger was two weeks ago. I think. No. Oh. I know next week is uh, Rey Mysterio, and then they have the Rivals. I think Eddie and Rey.
2: Ah, uh, I don't know. Eh, I guess. What do you mean? Would, eh? What does that I mean?
0: Guess, I guess I would watch the Rey. It's Rey Mysterio
2: mm. and Eddie yeah. Guerrero
0: in The Rivals. What are you talking about?
2: Eh. Eh.
0: How dare eh. you?
2: <laughs> no, it will be good. It will be good. It will be good.
0: Yeah. Look. So, yeah. But, yeah, those are the Markout Moments. That's episode 603. Check us out, Marking Out, BTTG161 on Twitter and Instagram. Chris Sweendog on Twitter. Sweeney 85 on Instagram. David PTDBT on both. Marking out 11 on Instagram and YouTube, Facebook.com slash Out, Pro slash out There's probably going to be some sort of Labor Day sale coming up. Also uh, check us out on TikTok at out Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify Podcast, Markin Out.com. And we wish you the, the-
2: Future endeavor.
0: Have a fantastic week.